You're listening to Spartan Up Podcast. We're going to interview somebody every week from all over the world and see what they did in their life to become successful, no matter how they defined it. You guys ready? Woo. We are back for Spartan Up Podcast in sunny Vermont, Pittsfield, Vermont, in the Amy Farm. To my right, I've got Dr. Johnny. In the middle there, to the right, I've got Taking Colonel Nye, and uh, I've got Plant Woman Sephra and Melissa, AKA Marion, on we the camera. You. We almost have that name change official now. <laughs> um, Hobie Darling, Hobie uh, C- Darling. CEO of Skull Candy. Yep. Uh, athlete, meets me 5 a.m., uh, doesn't know we're gonna do a yoga class, yep. and I throw him into a yoga class. You guys are gonna love this. Five big takeaway lessons I got, and the photo bomb of Spartan Up podcast history. Yep. Uh, stay <laughs> tuned, watch this, you're gonna, get, you're gonna get a kick out of it. Awesome, looking forward to it. Hobie and I, you ready? Hobie and I are getting ready. We're gonna do Bikram yoga for 90 minutes. He used to be a WWE wrestler, it looks like. You know? <laughs> He's an animal. What do you do? What kind of working out do you do? Yeah, you know, I uh, love doing a little yoga, do a lot of CrossFit, do a lot of Spartan races. So, you know, love to get outside. That's why you're, and, that's uh, why you're looking good. It's the Spartan races. That's the Spartan races. That's okay. exactly right. I follow your blog, you know, every once in a while while I'm looking for something new. Cool. And uh, we're going to have fun. It's 4.15 Park City time, so it's bright and early. We're going to go uh, go get it done. Good morning. And do you normally hold your uh, meetings uh, this early in the morning in a, in a Bikram studio? Or yeah, you know, I mean, you kind of go, hey, you can go have lunch and, uh, you know, do that. Or you can go out and do something where you really get to meet the person and see what they're made of. And You find out. I like seeing what they're made of more do than they, just having lunch. Do they show up? Do they stick it out till exactly. the end? Right? Exactly. So, so uh, the podcast is about finding out what it takes to be successful in life. What, um, give us some tips. Like, uh, you've been, your CEO is Skull Candy now. What were you? Yeah, CEO of Skull Candy. Before that, I was the GM for Nike Digital Sports. So everything, when you think about Nike's innovation around digital, from apps to hardware to shoes to everything, I'm just going, hey, how do we make athletes better? So I did that for a while. And then before Nike was uh, on the leadership team at Volcom, action sports company, and did that. So I've always kind of been in sports and outdoor. So needless to say, you're around amazing athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're running a business. You've got employees. What are the secrets to success? What are you, are you finding two or three core things, attributes that occur over and over yeah. amongst successful people and athletes? What, what are they? Yeah, great question. You know, and I almost think more of our athletes on this than anything else. And I watched your point, hey, when you've got to see some of the best athletes in the world, whether from Nike or Skull Candy, what do they do? And I think, number one, I mean, I've just never seen people that had such a clear mission of what they wanted. I mean, you go talk to whether it's the Kobe Bryants of the world to the best surfer in the world, and they all just go, I know exactly what I want to do. So I think there's a big part on that clear mission of, hey, do I want to be the best at this, number one. And then I think it's number two, they have great community all around them. I mean, you take the best athletes in the world, they're never just solo participants. You know, and I think I found the same thing, and I'm sure you have too, of how do you get that support system around you too. Be up at 6.15, ready to go do yoga. There's nobody, there's nobody here. <laughs> right, no, no one here. It's you and me just sitting here. You know, so I think that's a big piece to it. And then I think the third piece is, you know, you see some people execute, and to your point, I think show up, and you see some people that don't. So it's what's that mission? Do you have a community around you to get it done? And then do you go execute on what you said you would do? And I think do you, yeah, do, do, you, do you deliver? Do you deliver? And the community thing, somebody said to me, um, you're an average of your five best friends. It's funny. My wife just told me that the other day. Really? Yeah. And it makes sense, right? Yeah. So you got to pick your friends wisely. I totally agree. You know, and I think it's the point. I mean, again, you know, if you said, hey, you got in New York late last night, would you go 6.30 yoga or would you do 7.30? Hey, you might go 7.30, but when you got a friend like Joe DeSena, you go 6.30, here we go. What what challenges are you seeing in in the current business? Like, what's it like running a, a, a global tech company? 
Yeah, I mean, right now it's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, for us, the great thing about being in tech, and it's part of what I liked about being in Nike in tech as well, is the tools that you have to play with are just getting better every day, right? I mean, there's so much innovation going around everywhere. And so, you know, with that school of candy or what is at Nike, a big part of us as a company today is all around how do we help people perform more, help them perform better, what does high performance look like? You know, really when you think about what is the potential of each of us as people, you know, that's where we get to take music, it's where we get to combine that with tech, with neuroscience, physiology, and do some really cool stuff. It's funny, this morning I almost missed the meeting with you because of tech. Uh, you'll hate me, but I needed um, earphones yesterday for my phone, and um, my trusted camera person here bought me $6 earphones. I plugged them into my phone last night, set my alarm for 5 a.m., went to bed late, didn't hear the alarm. They were going through the $6 earphones, so. So we're gonna fix this twice for you, Joe. We're gonna get you hooked up with new headphones this morning. I know. And uh, always like remember to pull those Technology could, could save your day yeah. or ruin your day. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I think one of the interesting things, you know, and we look at it a lot at Skullcandy now is, you know, and, and I think it's the same with Spartan races, even when you were thinking about that of, you know, there's so much this primal about us as people, sure. you know, how our brains develop, how our bodies develop, and then there's the new tech piece, and I think, you know, kind of the new world is how do you combine those? Right. You know, it's not just going, hey, we live totally in a tech world, or hey, I'm gonna live under a rock. It's how do I take, hey, this is really what I am, sure. plus, gosh, look at all these new things that are going on in tech, and I think that's where life gets really exciting. Like really advanced cavemen. Really advanced cavemen, exactly. That's gotta be our tagline. Really advanced cavemen, let's do it. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a break. We'll do some yoga, and um, I guess we'll talk to you from the studio. Thank you. Yeah. So um, you got the guys at Skull Candy actually working out every day? We do. We try to get them going. You know, we have uh, how many employees? It's about 200 in Park City. About a little over 300 globally. Wow. And those 300 uh, waking up early, or a percentage of them, or I think one of the funny things, right? Again, is as a leader, of you get to set the tone, and I think everyone in the company you know you're knows nuts. our CEO is a little bit crazy and is at 515 CrossFit and. You know, so I'm kind of, the, kind of the early guy, but it's amazing. I think over time, you know, if I look at our exec team as an example, and we kind of all sit in an open floor plan, you know, it's now 7, 7.15, every single person in the office ready to go. That's so all, that's I think awesome. that tone is really interesting. Did, did, did you have to say, hey, guys, I want you in at 7.15? Never. It just, they Never. just started to get it. They just, they just came. Yeah. You know, we're in Boston, and um, I think Boston could be the worst city for uh, traffic and trying to get people to the office. And um, when I get to the office and people start rolling in at Spartan, it's not like we work for Dunkin' Donuts, right? Mm -hmm. At Spartan, at 8.45, I want to stick an ice pick in my head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I understand. 8.45 is like lunchtime. No, I, I understand the feeling. I mean, like I say, we're usually there, you know, kind of 7.15-ish. And same thing, you know, and, and I think it's funny because it just depends on where you're from, right? You know, a lot of places are get in at 9, work till 7.30, yeah. and I'm the same way. I think number one is because I like the get up, get it done, get it going. But the other part is, you know, for me, when I think about full potential, I also like to see my family. I mean, I have two little kids, so I like to be able to leave by 7, 7.30. How, old, how old are your, got, your kids? Four and seven. Boys, girls. Two little girls. How are you, because um, I think a lot about this, as I'm sure you do, how do you instill this motivation, attitude, drive? Yeah. How, do, know, how do you do it? I think it's a lot like you asked the question, of, did you ask your executives to show up at 7, 7.15? And the answer is no. Right. You know, what do you do with your kids? You set the example and you go, you know, this is what I expect of myself, this is what I expect of you. 
and then you let them figure that out. I think if you push them, you know, too hard, then it becomes this is what dad makes me do versus this is who I am. Yeah. And then the other big question I have is um, I've been starting to meet a lot of amazing athletes that have been athletes their whole life like you. And um, some of them don't have skills outside of athletics. Mm -hmm. They're like, they can't even close a door, or shut a light, literally, mm -hmm. and make a sandwich even. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just, everything's been catered to them. Mm -hmm. um, how do you not have that happen? Gosh, su such a great question. So even for us, so in Park City, where we're headquarters, the Center of Excellence for the US Ski and Snowboard team. Right. And so we have a lot of World Cup skiers, Olympians, et cetera, that we bring in, because I love that they know how to win. You know, and that's the biggest one for me. So I go, I love those people. They know how to win. Here's what one of them said to me one time, though, and I think it's right on, is they said, hey, I've been coached my whole life. So you can coach the heck out of me. Don't ever think it's going to hurt my feelings. Don't ever think. And so for me, you go, hey, if you know how to win, I'll take that as number one. I'll then, you know, happy to coach you along. And yeah, you got to get more independent. If you know how to win. But if you know how to win, man, okay. we'll figure out how to do it. Let's do Bikram and. Let's uh, do it. Yeah. Cheers. We're good. sitting still while you listen. If you are, you better get a burpee break in. Here's Spartan Up Podcast. For those of you listening, we just got done with a Bikram yoga class. Hobie and I from Skull Candy, CEO of Skull Candy. We are soaking wet. There's no water in the building. There's no bathrooms. There's no showers because it's so cold in New York City right now. Um, but we don't care. We're ready. We're ready. We get fun. out over our skis in life, right? Certainly if you're running a company, Absolutely. Um, you're not afraid of challenges. What could you recommend to people? How, what's the advantage of doing that and yeah. how do you do it? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you hit it this morning, right? I mean, my, uh, you know, my assistant said, hey, you guys are going to do Bikram yoga this morning at 6.15. And this was about at 10 o'clock last night when I, when I flew in. I was like, hmm, never done Bikram yoga. This is going to be interesting. We'll see how this goes. But I think that's the part of, hey, you're always out a little bit over your skis of, hey, let's go. And I think a big part of that is, is leaning into yes. You know, it's always easier, I think, to go, oh, no, I'm not going to try that. It's a lot more fun and a whole lot more interesting to go, yeah, 6.15, Bikram Yoga, let's do it, you know, instead of go for a run. So I think about that a lot. But it was interesting, you bring that up just out over your skis. Uh, we have a lot of World Cup and Olympic skiers that work with us. And I was out with one of them two weekends ago. And we were just talking about how you accelerate out of turns and how you get faster going down the hill. I think that she said that I think goes right along with this, one of the best skiers in the world when she was skiing, she was like, all I'm ever trying to do is push on the front of my boot, out over my skis, as hard as I can go, and accelerate out of every turn. And I think it's kind of that same idea. Like, that gives me a great mental image. It's just like, every time, you know what? You come up to that turn, you go out in front of your skis, you press in front of your boot, and you accelerate out of it every time. So last night at 10 p.m., you were heading into a turn, right? You landed yeah. here. I hit you with this crazy idea, and you're yeah. like, screw it, we're gonna accelerate out of this turn. So let's go. You know, that's only 4 a.m. In, uh, in Park City, let's do it. Yeah, and um, I don't know, what other, what other uh, little tips can you give? Like, what, what about the people that are trying to become CEO someday, right? And they're working their way up in an organization, and maybe they're bumping up, they're saying, hey, I'm out over my skis, but there's yeah. no opportunity. Yeah. People above me aren't moving out of the way. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's an interesting one. And I think for me, it's interesting, you know, it'd be interesting to hear your, your take on this as well. You know, for me, I don't think I ever sat down necessarily and said, at the end of the day, I want to be the CEO of this. What I said is, every day, I'm going to do my very best. Every day, I'm going to kick ass. Every day, I'm going to make my team better. And then I think those things get better. So for me, it's not the goal that necessarily goes, you know, hey, what's that 15-year-out part is, I'm going to be the best every day. How do I make my team better? And to me, that's how it all comes together. You know, I think you take a lot of people 
that just have sometimes that single focus and it's get out of my way, get out of my way, get out of my way, here I go. And for me, it's always been, hey, if everyone around me is great and I put great people around me and on our team, not just my team, you know, then great and, things and you happen. Do, and you do a great job. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think it's what we talked about. I mean, if you know where you want to go, but again, I think it's, you know, it's that team mentality first. You know where you want to go, you know where you want to get, but let's do it as a team, let's do it great. How hard is it to be a little better? Like one of these things that drives me nuts is um, if you look at the forest, right? There's yeah. a, I say this all the time. The tree that gets the sunlight just goes up like one extra inch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one extra step is that old cliche. Is that, yeah. you, do you find that? It's not that much work to be that much better than everybody else. Yeah, I don't think it's that much work. You know, and I think the other thing, we do a lot of work, like we've talked around, just high performance individuals and what do they do? You know, and, and a lot of work we've been doing with a guy named Dr. Andy Walsh, and I mean, one of the things that he always teaches and it's really resonated with me is that idea of, you know, you just don't know what you're capable of until you try it and you do it. So there's that part that goes, yeah, I just have to get a little bit higher than everybody, but then I think there's that part in your mind that goes, you know what, I'm not nearly the person I can be. You know, I probably have 10 times, 15 times what I could do today. And so I think there's also that part that's just going, you know, hey, Maybe even all I need to do to be successful is get here, but man, I know my potential is way up here. I, I love, that you, I I love that. that you just said that. We were at Google, and they said as a company, mm -hmm. they believe in this thing called 10x, mm -hmm. right? How do they make things yeah. 10 times better? Wouldn't it be cool to apply that to ourselves? Yeah. Well, right. and I think that's right. You know, I mean, I think you look at, especially just from a physical perspective, but I think so much of physical is mental, and you look at that part that goes, hey, what are we capable of? And you think about, hey, what would it be to be 10 times able to do what I'm now? And you know, you know I bring up another one that was a, you know, sort of a published article that, uh, that Andy did who I was talking about. You know, and he took elite athletes and said, okay, we're gonna hold our breath as long as we can underwater. And if you took when they first did it, they were all in sort of 45 seconds, you know, 50 seconds maybe, giving each other high fives, and, oh, I almost made a minute. And then he went through and he described to them, hey, physiological, here's what's going on. You can actually, if you look at the world record for holding your breath, it's almost 20 minutes. So you're gonna be fine. Now I'm gonna tell you what's happened on, in your body, now I'm gonna give you a couple secrets. And by the end of one day of just that knowing it, understanding it, they were all, if I remember correctly, all above three minutes, some approaching four minutes, wow. 10 times what they'd started with, just from that part that went, oh, I guess I can hold my breath longer than I thought. Oh, now I know what's going on inside my body. And I think there are so many instances you so know, maybe, of that maybe, out there. maybe we are our own stumbling box. I think we're our own governors a lot of the time. Right. You know, it's, we, it's hold our ourselves, we hold ourselves back. I mean, because when somebody wins a record, a world record, then all of a sudden other people win the world, right? Oh, that's possible. Yeah, it's the Roger Bannister effect, right? You know, you look at everyone and says your heart will explode if you run a four-minute mile, and then within six months, I think it's 13 people or something like that. That number's probably not quite right, you know, but break a four-minute mile after he did it. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about the two-hour marathon. Two-hour marathon. It's coming. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And then everybody's going to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have this term at Spartan called obstacle immunity. We mm -hmm. put people uh, through Spartan races, and as they deal with these obstacles, like we did today in Bikram Yoga, um, you start to build immunity towards that, right? The mm -hmm. coffee being cold, the car not starting, kids screaming, no big deal anymore, because it's not 115 degrees and I'm stretching. Mm -hmm. um, you believe in that? Absolutely, completely agree. I mean, I think it's that point of, you know, I constantly think every day of what is that little thing where I go, should I make this choice or that choice? You know what, I'm gonna make this choice, it's harder, not even because it matters, but because I actually just want to make myself tougher. Make, you know? the, make the harder choice. Hot shower, cold shower. Yeah, hot shower, cold shower. You know, and I believe in that, a lot of that part around just neuroplasticity of when you do things that are hard and when you are challenging yourself, your brain actually changes and it gets easier. I like it. You know, the next time that you do it. And so it's 
how do you do things that are just hard just to challenge yourself and not just for the challenge because every time you come back to it, man, it's a whole lot easier. Uh, you know, I think in, in uh, you know, you think about the Spartans and I've run a couple Spartans and I love them and they're a ton of fun. You know, and I think you do, you see some people walk up, especially the first time they've done it and it'll be something like they miss the, you know, miss the toss on the spears. It's like 30 burpees. Someone's never done 30 burpees. You're just like, oh God, really? But when you've done a thousand burpees, you're kind of like, okay, I get a rest. Awesome. You know, and now I'm going to be off faster. And I think that's exactly what you talk about. It's just like, hey, this is not even a big deal. Having the proper frame of reference. Favorite exercise, one exercise, what do you got? Oh, favorite exercise. You know what? Burpees is always a good one. You know, I think that uh, the 100 burpee, 1,000 burpee test, you can do it anywhere. You're always ready to go. And man, it hurts, but you can always do it. Good stuff. Cheers. That was a ton of fun. That was great. Uh, My pleasure. It was a ton of fun, Joe. Thanks. So before we go to the five lessons, and you're right, they were crystal clear what they were. What did you think of the photobomb? I love that photobomb. I just love, I love the nonchalance (laughs) with which that gentleman walked into the yoga and went, (laughs) checked you guys out and that went, just going to do yoga right here in full view. Anyway, he knows on my, who he is. On my leprechaun mat, it was fantastic. I love that guy. On your own so, so for a future podcast, we have to find out who that guy is because he was great. We got to do that. Yeah, um, but, he, but I hope he had no idea we we're going to be doing yoga. Yeah, I love that. The, yeah. the way that guy is just willing to dive in and do anything, right? Yeah, I, I loved his energy too. That's a guy who, when you ask him, and he just bursts out of his skin with every answer. I just like, I man, that is some serious enthusiasm, that dude. He's got, he's got enthusiasm, and I don't think he had coffee because he didn't have time to have any coffee. We yeah. were racing to get the. Or he'd had a lot of coffee before you saw him. I don't know. <laughs> there, there you but go. That, yeah. Fantastic, really good energy. So, okay, let's talk about those lessons. Yeah. What do you, um, what, what do you think they were? Why don't I test you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you. The first one I had <laughs> that I that I really liked. <laughs> It was it was two part. Yeah. It was um, that great athletes have a clear mission, yeah. but they also have a great community, and I love that because you can have a clear mission. It's like I'm going to do this thing, but if you don't have people to help you get there, if you don't have training partners, if you don't have um, support, you're not going to get there. So that's military, right? Clear yeah. mission, yeah. community. Well, yes. Yep. Yes, in a word. Right. Yeah. In two words. Well, well yeah, team. but I mean, three words. Three more than community. Yes, in all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but we've seen it over and over and over again. I mean. No one is going to make it on their own, right? You have to have the support system, and you have to have you have to have a good support system. And you have to have people with the same set of values and, and goals around you, getting you somewhere. So it's in the military for sure, but it's it's professional athletes, it's people who CEOs, it's people who make it to the Alex top. Alex It's farms. Yeah, farms, right? Clear mission. No, it's not farms. They can't do it on their own. <laughs> no, no, that's no. I'm saying clear mission, <laughs> farm, clear mission, Once and community again. for it to be successful. Oh, okay. But you, you can come back later. We could talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing that I really took away that I loved is when he said, "Execute on what you said you'd do." And I thought that was really cool. It was when you say you're going to do something, you, you you put a public stake out there and say, "I'm going to do this," then you execute on it, and it wasn't do something and then say, oh, I didn't mean that thing. It was when you say you're going to do something, execute on that. And I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah, a lot of people, I, I know uh, over the years having employees, people will um, will say, I did all that. Yeah, but that wasn't what I asked you to do. Yeah, yeah. Right? That was, that's not what the company needed. Yeah. It's great you did it. Yeah. So I, so I like that. Yeah, but that's, May I ask but you? That, oh, sorry. No, actually, I insist. No, I was just going to say, that is a, but that is a great parenting tip, right? Yeah. You can't ever say, I'm right. going to, you know, you make a threat to a child. Yeah. And then, you know, if you don't take the car keys away or you don't, ground them or you don't whatever when you stop fulfilling your promise yeah. or, or the other way I'm, i will give you something or i'll let you do something sure and then you don't and say well yeah but something happened or i can't anymore you know you're gonna yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna have some problems yep. I mean, you have to stick to those guns well and let's stick with the parenting theme for a second because the next point that i got was how do you instill drive 
you model it, you, you set an example. So again, as a parent, right. you know, you can do as I say, not as I do, or you can say to the kids, look, I'm going to walk the walk. And you know, he talks about that from a business standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, from whatever it's, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I show up the way that I need other people to show up and, and to drive them that way. And, and no, no, I know you try and do that with Spartan as well. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. Are you ready now? Well, <laughs> sure. I first would like to give a shout out to his shirt. It says, what's up, which is kind of hilarious. And I, think it's, I guess it's stand up paddleboarding, but it's also the acronym for our beloved podcast. Spartan oh, up podcast. Sup, that's so right. So it's work out of the day. Spartan up podcast. Well played to Mr. Skull Candy. Um, <laughs> and the other thing, I mean, and the only other comment that I can say is it's an interesting point, Joe, because you say, you know, when you're working on something, take that next step, clean the shed. But then also at some point you're on the clock and don't do that. So I think there's a fine line between knowing when you're being truly helpful or when you're not. And so it's an, it, that was just an interesting point that I picked up on. But love this guy's enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, beats it's out. Like, it's uh, like when you were working on the farm things. here and we needed to do the fields right out in front of the barn. Right. And at the end like, of the day, they weren't done. There. And I said, what are you doing? You said you were foraging for mushrooms all day. And I said, well, that's, <laughs> that's good, but that's not what we needed. Exactly. <laughs> right. And then that lesson learned, right? Right. So speaking of lessons learned, I said there were five. Uh, number four. We're on four right? Number four was that why is it important to go and win at something? It's not so much because winning at that is the important thing. It's because the skills that you're going to gain and the knowledge you're going to have and the, and the um, habits you're going to build success. are going to transfer to other parts of your life. Successful. Success breeds yeah. success. Yep. So, so it doesn't really matter if it's wrestling or skiing or business or whatever else. Where you learn that, you then can apply that to other areas in your life, in your family, in, in your business. And I thought that was really huge. Agreed. And then the last one that really resonated with me, this is clearly a guy who's about community. He talked before about it's important to have a great community. But it's also important to get back to that great community. And he said the number one driving thing was um, what can I do to make the people around me better? And obviously it lifts it, everything up. You know, you, you succeed more as well, but, but it wasn't just about how can I succeed? What can I really do to make everyone around me better? Rise, a rising tide lifts all boats. Yep. There you go. You really Joe. have become so, so deep. Well, you interview 200 people and then I hang out with <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, a plethora yeah. of information. I've got the thesaurus. Sometimes fast. That is tough. A plethora of thesauruses. Our rock. Our therapists are coming. Yeah, well, rock. No, rock in the dense. Well, that concludes this episode of Spartan Up Podcast. We've enjoyed your time with us. Go visit us on the internet at SpartanUpPodcast.com where you will learn more about Sephra's thesaurus, Colonel Nye's interactive corner, and Dr. Johnny's um, medicine of the day. You'll also learn more about Hobie Darling and Skull Candy because we'll have that link there too. Thank you for listening to another epic story of success. To find show notes, video, and audio from this wonderful episode, please visit SpartanUpPodcast.com slash 079. Or follow us on Twitter at SpartanUpPod. The Spartan Up Podcast is brought to you by Spartan. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com. So this is a mess. This we just need to get rid of. <laughs> get rid of it. Get rid of that. So, so I'm going to hook you up with the new sports performance buds. This is awesome. You can get rid of these $6 buds. We're done with those. And now you got the goods. Oh, man. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>